Well, the cardja, Gamani Gia Debsha, Arish, Shaw Jerry Adams are in a Majin Gal Fur. So, I got a very good response to my wee piece on local words, which are not heard so often nowadays. So, here's a few more just for your delectation. Sleek it which means sly or underhand. Fly means more or less the same thing. Gunk, a shock. Scally, squinting. Slagging, joking with. And a slagger is a person who jokes with others, who slags others. A cowl rife, a person like myself who's susceptible to coldness. Gulder, a shout. He let a gulder out of him. A vic, son. A bully. Normally, and you don't hear this at all at all, but uh, it used to be as a form of green. Ah! A bully, Tom. Spondulix, money. An owl doll, an old woman. An owl lad, an old man. A lonin or a loney. A small road or a path. A paver, paving stone. A crib or crib stones. It's a curb, edge of a pavement, cribby. A ball game played against uh, the crib. A dunt, a shoulder to shoulder challenge in football or hurling. As in, that was a fair dunt. Couped, fell. Paralytic, drunk. Blutered, same as paralytic. Stocious. Same as Blutered. Crabbit, Cranky. A Chanter, a Singer. Malarkey, Nonsense. Scurryocta, an evening of song and storytelling. And sometimes a wee drink. A wee dander, a, a short stroll. A bottle and a halfen, a Guinness and a whiskey. A curate, a young barman. Book, vomit, mutt, dog, muck. Wet soil, clay, dirt, boggin, dirty, sallies, headlights, snatterbox, nose. I actually like the word of the words snatterbox. Thoran, stubborn, thick, stupid or ignorant, as in he's as thick as champ. And champ, as you will recall from last week's podcast or the week before, is a, a cooked meal of potatoes and scallions. Cream potatoes and scallions. And it used to be, as I remarked before, a main meal, and now it's a side dish. Bitter, unforgiving, intolerant, as in he's a bitter old bastard. Duncher, a cloth cap. Jalopy, a car. A yanya, are you dressed? Hopped up, warmly clothed, as in he was well hopped up against the cold. Teeming, raining heavily, also teeming the potatoes, draining water off boiled potatoes. So, there you are. That'll keep you going, and we'll see what we can come up with maybe over the next short while again. Uh, I, I want to commend uh, Colin Harvey and Mark Bassett, barrister at law, as professor Colin Harvey, 
who both co-authored an independent legal and academic report way back in 2019, the EU and Irish Unity Planning and Preparing for Constitutional Change in Ireland. And it was a part of a series of reports which examined the implications of Brexit. So last month, the two of them produced a second report making the case for Irish Unity in the European Union. And it was commissioned by the left in the European Parliament that explores the legal mechanisms that are part of the Good Friday Agreement for the order of, for the island of Ireland to be reunited within the European Union. And the report also sets out the steps the European Union can take to provide for such an eventuality. Uh, I'm very critical of the European Union, but that to one, to one side, uh, it is a big initiative that when Ireland is united, it will automatically, the whole island will automatically go back into the European Union as opposed to what we have at, at the moment, the northern part half in and half out and the southern part fully in. So this uh, this this report uh, focuses, I suppose, as a key element on the need to plan and prepare for Irish unity, and they believed that this would be consistent with the right to self determination, potentially secure more effective protection for human rights and equality including rights attaching to EU citizenship and guarantee the protection of the functioning of the internal market and provide for a more coherent and democratic system of enforcement of EU law. And these two uh, learned authors believe that there are referendums on constitutional change coming and that these are, are, will provide most likely two choices for the electorate. The North remaining within the British system, outside of the European Union, and within a protocol arrangement, or a reunited Ireland as a full European Union member state. And Colin Harvey and Mark Bassett say it's time that the European institutions look seriously at this evolving situation. So there's a good piece of work that's to be commanded. The International, or at least a section of the international community, played uh, a crucial role in the development of the peace process and later the Good Friday Agreement. And it is it is time I agree with them that the European institutions started to do some necessary preparatory work. Now, obviously, the constitutional future of this island will be decided by the people of this island. And that's uh, a very huge development arising from the Good Friday Agreement almost 25 years ago. But the important role for the European Union is outlined in this report. And I think it's an invaluable addition to the ongoing conversation, whatever side you take on what the future may look like. So well done, Colin Harvey, and well done, Mark Bassett.
I don't know about you, but I'm numbed by the almost casual social media coverage because it rarely makes its way into the main media of the almost daily deaths at the hands of Israeli forces and settlers of Palestinians. And the number of Palestinians killed this year in the occupied West Bank and East Jerusalem and in the Gaza Strip is 207. And by the time, I suppose, this podcast, which I'm recording now, is actually uh, listened to by you, I'm sure, unfortunately, that that number will have increased. And last Friday, I watched an online video of the last minutes of Amr Mufla, 23-year-old, shot dead in the occupied West Bank by an Israeli soldier. He was the 10th Palestinian killed by Israeli forces in 10 days. And shamefully, the mainstream Western-based international media and many governments chose not to report this or to comment on it and other recent events. They have chosen to ignore the daily brutality and excesses of the Israeli apartheid state. Hanan Ishral, the former Palestinian peace negotiator, described the Palestinian deaths this year in the 80,000 that have occurred since 1967 as a massacre in installments. Last week, the United Nations International Day of Solidarity with the Palestinian people took place. This day was established in 1978 as an annual event to focus attention on the plight of the 5 million Palestinians living under constant fear and duress in the occupied West Bank or under siege in Gaza, the largest open-air prison in the world. The refusal of the government of the European Union including the Irish government, the US and others, to directly challenge the actions of Israel's military and economic apartheid policies means that the Israeli government has free reign in imposing its violent regime on the Palestinian people. In the 45 years since the 1967 war and the illegal occupation of the West Bank, East Jerusalem, and the Gaza Strip, over 50,000 children have been detained by the Israeli state. Currently, 160 children are still being held, along with thousands of adults, many interned without trial. Two weeks ago, the Save the Children organisation published a report which revealed that 34 children have been killed by Israeli forces and settlers. 2022 also witnessed the shocking murder of Palestinian journalist Shireen Abu Akla and the continued theft of Palestinian land for illegal settlements, summary executions and the demolition of Palestinian schools and homes. Currently over 850 Palestinians are being held under administrative detention orders. That's a more sanitised label for internment without trial. We had this here in our own place, internment was uh, described by the British as detention. And one of the internees 
is Palestinian French human rights defender Salha Hamouri. And according to Amnesty International's regional director for the Middle East and North Africa, the, the Israelis plan to deport Salha to France. Salha has been interned since last March. As an advocate for Palestinian prisoners and rights, he spent nearly a decade in Israeli prisons, often without charge or trial. And the decision to revoke his permanent residency status is based on the claim that he's guilty of a breach of allegiance to the State of Israel. One of the almost 15,000 Palestinians whose residency rights have been stripped away from them, Salha, is suffering grievously for simply making and taking a stand. And this, in my view, is a form of ethnic cleansing. As he says himself, how can a brutally subjugated and colonised population be expected to pledge loyalty to its occupier? I understand precisely what he means by that. In the same week, the UN Middle East envoy warned that the UN Security Council, of which the Irish government is a member, He warned the Security Council that after decades of persistent violence, illegal settlement expansion, dormant negotiations and deepening occupations, the conflict is again reaching a boiling point. Increasing violence against Palestinians has been fueled in recent weeks by the successful election results for the former extreme right wing Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu who appears to have been on course at this time to form the next government. So if that happens, then the apartheid regime will only get worse. Solidarity with the people of Palestine is hugely important at any time. However, it's even more important, and there's an imperative, that solidarity has turned into action. The Irish government has refused to enact the Occupied Territories Bill which makes it illegal to trade with and give economic support to illegal settlements and territories deemed occupied under international law, most notably Israeli settlements. The Irish government has also decided to ignore Oireachtas motions supporting the right of the Palestinian people to self-determination and for official recognition of Palestine as a state. So the Irish government is actually defiant of the Oireachtas of the Parliament, which has taken these decisions, and I'm glad when I was there, I was part of all of that. So I would urge everyone interested in justice for the Palestinian people to support the establishment of a global anti-apartheid campaign. Contact your elected representatives. Demand that the Irish government recognise the state of Palestine and use its place on the UN Security Council to challenge Israel's apartheid policies. Let's do for the people of Palestine what we did for the people of South Africa. Let's stop. Let's get rid of Israel's apartheid regime.
So on that note, my friends, as we approach Christmas, let's uh, go out on Get Up, Stand Up by Bob Marley and the Whalers. So Chiefy May Shibsha, Gunyuri and Ta Libsha, Tamay Puik Deepsha, Amor Oral. Get up, stand up. Is it?